And we're joined now by Narina Fisser, strategist and advisor at ETFSA. Good morning, Narina. Good morning, Sakina, and good morning to all the listeners. Narina, the Saki Business Confidence Index for December was released yesterday, virtually unchanged from the previous reading. Uh, how is this index compiled and what does this mean? So, you know, um, Sakina, there's so many of these um, sort of indices and, and economic data releases that come out that I think sometimes we're not always sure how these things are compiled. Some of these are done on the basis of interviews or surveys or questionnaires with business or with uh, different people. But this one in particular is actually made up of just a composite index of different sub-indices, 13 of them in total. And these, uh, these sub-indices um, are really judged on the basis by, by business to have a significant bearing on the business mood and the, and the business climate. So this is more a, a measure of what business is, is saying rather than, so, sorry, what they are doing and what they are experiencing in market conditions rather than what they might be saying about how they feel about, um, are they confident or not about the state of the economy. So these 13 sub-indices, they make up things like exchange rate, inflation rate, interest rate, retail sales, credit extension, um, things like even the oil share index, building plans passed, um, import and export volumes, these sort of things. So it's really quite a broad measure of, um, call it temperature check of different things in the in the economy. Um, and, and, and what we've seen is that this index reached an all-time low in September last year. Um, and uh, what we now also see is that it's the first time in almost two years that this index has improved on a year-on-year basis. So although the month-on-month number was still slightly negative, um, on a year-on-year basis, we are definitely seeing some improvement starting to, to, to come through. Um, and, and I think certainly just in in, in December, uh, the RAND strength, especially on a year-on-year basis, has been one of the biggest positive contributory factors. But also just the overall volume of exports and imports have also been good. And, and even building plans passed, something which I think not, not many of us might um, sort of realize, but that has also been one of the, uh, the positive sort of contributing factors to a slight improvement on a year-on-year basis. And Narina, how does this compare to the latest forecast for economic growth that was released by the World Bank? So the World Bank is, is certainly also increasing its growth expectations, um, not just in for South Africa, but but especially globally and even in sub-Saharan Africa as well. Um, they they have highlighted that although they have increased their expectations for growth, these forecasts are on the optimistic side, and and they do sp- um, see that there are specific risks to the downside, and they specifically mention South Africa in that as well. So their expectation for for global growth um, they've increased to two. 2.7% with um, sub-Saharan Africa just slightly higher at, at 2.9%. That certainly used to be a much higher number relative to global growth. And, and certain South Africa, Nigeria, and Angola have been cited as the biggest contributors to this lower growth in, in, South Af- in sub-Saharan Africa. Um, in the case of South Africa, they um, expect growth to increase from 0.4% for 2016 to 1.1%, um, which although it's a, a little bit better and they 
expect that to come from an uptick in commodity prices and 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 then some better global growth numbers. This is obviously still quite a bit lower than than what we need. That also said that they have not fully incorporated um, many of the policies that have been suggested by President-elect Donald Trump into these forecasts. So in the case of the U.S. in particular, there is risk to the upside. So so growth can can actually turn out to be stronger in the U.S. than what they are currently um, expecting. So even the World Bank then, Narina, sees the U.S. as resuming its role as the leading global engine for growth. But how much of this is attributable attributable to Donald Trump's anticipated policies and how much of it is Obama's economic legacy? You know, when we when we look at um, the, the stock market performance and, and we talk about these, these all-time highs that we've seen, um, even in the U.S. Uh, equity markets also since his election in November, I, I guess one can attribute quite a bit of the recent performance of that to Donald Trump. But I think when we talk about economic growth and, and certainly also about job creation, I think we cannot underestimate the, the, the massive role that uh, that current President Barack Obama has played in the in the U.S. economy. Um, you know, they, um, certainly he took over just after the global financial crisis. So some of the um, the growth or the percentage change numbers that we've seen obviously have come on on the back of of a very low base. But even taking that into consideration, he really has had quite a, a remarkable eight years in his in his presidency. You know, when we look, for example, at at, at just um, the the number of jobs that's created, the longest streak on record, 75 straight months that um, the, the U.S. economy has added jobs over the last, um, during this eight-year period under Obama's regime. And um, they have, they've created a total of 11.3 million jobs during this eight-year tenure. So, um, you know, certainly I know that last night in, in Donald Trump's press conference, there were a number of factual inaccuracies in some of the data that he reported, in particular around joblessness and, and unemployment, and, and those are just factually untrue. Um, certainly Barack Obama has been hugely successful in creating not just jobs, but also economic growth. And I think the, that a lot of the, the um, stock market recovery that we've seen has certainly come as a result of improved economic conditions in the U.S. rather than just the the loose monetary policy that we've experienced over the last couple of years. Well, Narina, we're going to leave it there for this morning. Thanks so much. Uh, Narina Fisser, strategist and advisor at ETFSA. Sakina Kamwendo on SAFM.